On today's episode of the Faithful Servant Podcast, we kick off season two, having my father, Roger Howland, here to discuss the founding of Country Tire and the history of it. Welcome to The Faithful Servant, a podcast reaching you in the midst of your battles where you can find hope, joy, wisdom, and healing. My name is Eric Howland, and at the end of the day, my hope is that I can hear the words, well done, my faithful servant. Dad, welcome to The Faithful Servant Podcast. Uh, the one question I just want to start out with is kind of what was your history on getting into the automotive service business, the tire business, basically, back when you started in what year? Uh, well, it'd be in 1964 when I graduated from college, but um, I was taking accounting courses and thought I was going to be an accountant for quite a while. And then I seemed to like the business uh, courses. And I actually did a term paper. We had to do a term paper in college. Uh, this was at Dana College in Blair. We had to do the term paper on a Fortune 500 company. And I just went through the list and I did Firestone Tire and Rubber Company. And they actually came up to Dana College on a career night and uh, got to talking to them and, and uh, uh, nothing much happened after that. Uh, however, uh, I had a, I met a young lady named Linda Anderson who I dated and we were gonna get married on, and we did on June 14th. So it was a busy month for me I graduated from college. I went to work for Firestone. They called me, and I went to work in a college training program. And on June 14th, I just needed a job, and uh, they offered me one. And I'd gone to two other places, and I thought this would be fun working for this company. So. Um you having background in accounting and business and um, quickly doing the math, how long have you been married? Uh, be 59 years next month. Congratulations. So, um, so, so been in the tire business about the same period of time. So when you think back, okay, you, you're in this college program with Firestone Tire Rubber Company, uh, 1964. Um, here in Omaha at 20th and Harney Street, if I remember correctly. Right. Um, what was your first boss like? Um, my first boss did not have a college degree, and I think he, uh, his first instructions to me were uh, there was an office up above where they could see out both ends. You could see the sales room, and you could see the service the other way, but it was one floor up. And he said, uh, go downstairs, and Paul will show you how to run a broom, assuming that because I was a college graduate. Well, I cleaned that place like it had never been cleaned before. I actually went in the restrooms, and they were so filthy that I went up to the manager and asked if I could get a, some paint and paint the restrooms. And after all this happened, uh, the district manager, which is out at 67th and L, which you've met, Mike Bunce, 
he came down there purposely to see this who, this young man that's been doing this. So uh, that was my first assignment. And uh, I was on the sales floor, and I, I did an unbelievable job. So, you know, work ethic, I guess, would be the thing that really drove you for success, getting into this business and just moving on with your career. So when you fast forward, you know, a few years here and you look at starting Country Tire, when you think of that time and that decision to start Country Tire, what's going through your head on why you want to do this first and what gave you the thought process that you could do this? Well, I worked for uh, Firestone for nine years and then I went to work for a company called Nebraska Iowa Supply and they were big in delivering tires to little dealers uh, all over the surrounding area, Blair and Southwest Iowa and and uh, Eastern Nebraska. And um, uh, they were doing about 250 to 300,000 is all. And the very first year that uh, I was a salesman calling on them, uh, working, uh, went back with, uh, I guess it was in back when I was still working for them, I, I took the, company, their sales up to 500,000 with uh, the very first year. And then the next year, I took it up to a million dollars in their just mainly wholesale sales. How many, uh, real quick, how many tires did you have to sell back then if you were to put a quantity? Because to sell a million dollars in tires now is a lot different than in the 60s and 70s. If you were to put a ballpark, what would the average tire sell for back then? Um, I would say there was one thing, Eric, there was only like 13 different sizes when I started. And now there's might, there might be close to 1,500 to right. 2,000 different yeah. sizes. Excuse. And so I actually, um, uh, I can tell you that the average price of a tire back then was around 25 to $30 a piece. And that was a good tire. They actually had a nylon air, two-ply nylon that sold the first one for $29, the second uh, tire, five bucks. The 670.15, that was a, <laughs> you don't know what that size is, but uh, the service manager actually came in and told me if I sold one more tire there, he was gonna hit me in the head with it because I wasn't supposed to sell that tire. I thought it was easy. I needed to sell them up to the tires we make some money on. So I, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of tires. And we sold over a thousand uh, Firestone made a town and country tire. And uh, we sold a thousand of those every season, just of those tires. And, and I mean, we can, we obviously, we could sit here and spend a long time talking about each individual tire, the town and country. You know, we could talk about the radial 500, yeah. you know, right. all these tires over the years. Um, one thing uh, that I will say is my father's relationship with so many people within Firestone Corporation over a span of 50 some years 
is those relationships have given us a lot of memorabilia to basically share and mm-hmm. to show off. Um, you know, and we've got it displayed up at our store in Blair. Uh, we've got tires dating back to 1908. Um, and these are authentic tires. And we even got training videos, I think, from the 60s yeah. that Firestone used. Yeah. Uh, the old jingle, wherever the, you know, where the rubber meets the road. Right. Uh, that is a Firestone thing for those people out there that hear that often. That is a Firestone trademark jingle. Um, so whenever you hear that, you can always think that has everything to do with tires. Um, so when you think of that time though going back to starting country tire Mm -hmm. and i know that's almost 40 years ago right um did what advice did you have who was the one person that you turned to for advice to see if this is the right decision i had encouraged nebraska supply they were selling to service stations which a lot of those service stations back then we're turning into uh we call them sea stores you know the milk and bread and and uh, getting out of the service business and so i encouraged them to uh, purchase their or grow start their own tire stores and i told them they needed two things were the most two expensive things we were in a rural area so they needed a farm service truck to call on the farmers. And I'll tell you, every farmer out there at that time had over 200 tires, and I don't know how many, what it's up to now. And the other thing was a, a front-end alignment machine. And I said front-end because didn't have the There were no all-wheel drive or no four-wheel drive, drive vehicles. Stuff, but they needed to have that. And it was the old type where there was a, you dug a pit and you set the, where they drove onto it. But those two things, are real important because there were hardly any of them in a rural uh, towns except maybe the car dealerships. And when we started our wholesale, we actually used to mount a lot of Woodhouse Ford's tires because they didn't have the machines, the proper machines to uh, do the larger sizes. But I had no hesitation because of our success at the stores that we built in Harlan, Red Oak, and and Glenwood, and that, so I bought the tire, it split up, and I bought the tire department away from them. Who was your mentor? The mentor would have been um, Kermie Andrews, wrote a letter and put it in writing because he already talked to Mike Bunce and he asked if we could put, I could go to work for him. I mean, but Mike Bunce was my mentor with, with Firestone. And what he said was, I will give him a five year leave of absence, but if this doesn't work out, we want him back. So there. So one of your kind of decisions in going forward with with this is, you had the people around you that had the confidence in you to do this. So then that 
gave right. you the confidence to right. do this. Um, so when you th- when you think back and what were what was one of the first challenges running a small business in small rural America? What was that first challenge that you had to face? Um, I learned from another uh, person who was head of started Nebraska Supply. He said, "Roger, you need to worry about two things: money and people. And if you take care of those two things." Now, I found out that that was a big thing, but if you take care of money and people. And so I surrounded myself with good people. I had a lot of them making more money than I was making, you know. And, uh, but uh, I got the best accountant from Nebraska Supply. Uh, her name was Nancy McIntosh, and she was with me for 25 years. And when we went to the very first Christmas party that we had at the Blair Marina, I told her to bring a check. And she said, well, how much do you think the bill would be? And we had about $1,500 in the bank, and the check was $1,200. So, so you surrounded yourself with a lot of good people, so you yes. got that piece of advice right. Yes. But it doesn't sound like you surrounded yourself with a lot of money. Uh, no, so, um, w- the way that worked a little bit, Eric, was Firestone, because like you said, my relationship, they took the tire bill and set it out, that, that Nebraska House by Odom set it out 90 days. And then they let me pay 30, 60, or, no, it didn't start until 90 days. And then they let me pay 30, 60, 90 on that. And I still couldn't quite afford that. So they set what was left out again for me. And I also at that time, right or shortly after, I served on the Firestone National Tire Dealer Council. So the, that aspect of you know, your relationship, obviously having good people around you, that also includes your vendors, is having good relationships with them is vital for success. Uh, to keep a business going because without those from hearing you without that relationship with Firestone you would have been forced to pay for your inventory right then at start and they gave you what uh, 90 days pushed out and then they gave you an additional 90 days and then it sounds like they even worked with you even more until you got it completely paid down um you know and let me ask you real quick do you remember your six digit ship two number that firestone gave you oh five six one 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 and that was nebraska supplies and it transferred over to me and before firestone at nebraska supply they were selling pennsylvania tires and the firestone rep sat on the corner of leroy snyder's desk and he told him, he says, I'm not leaving here until you sign a contract with us. And that's when that was signed. I don't know, but having a zero in front, that is, they're all still six digits. But you have a zero, that's been around a long time. So back in the 50s, early 50s. Okay. Um, and we're gonna 
go ahead and wrap up this first episode here. But I, I want one, I got one question remaining for you. Is when you look back at it, 40 years, when you think of all that it started to where it is today, what's your thought? Uh, I think I'm, Lou Gehrig said, I'm the luckiest man in the world. And I feel that because I started something and then now you've carried it on and I, I couldn't be happier and, uh, for all these years. And I think there's, there's something in there that I think I th- if every small business owner out there is having that appreciation for I started something and be able to see it through that's where you find the joy it's not so much in all the money um, it's that you started something and you were able to see it through and 38 years country tire has been a staple in the communities in which we exist and it is everything to do with his hard work ethic his desire to treat people the right way building relationships that last and you know so for you business owners out there that or people thinking of starting a business is it's not an easy path Um, starting with good people is a great thing but starting with very little money Makes Next it to impossible. M- makes it hard. Yeah, you need help. Um, so when you are thinking about that step, remember the end goal. Remember that end result is that self-assurance, that appreciation that you started something. So when you make that decision to take that leap of faith, look at the down the road and what will come. So. Thank you for joining us, Dad. Thank you very much uh, for being a part of this and look forward to uh, many more years of success uh, of Country Tire and all its employees and the customers that we serve. So thank you again for being on the Faithful Servant Podcast, and we will see you next time.